And here we are again on another Monday night podcast. We want to thank you guys for joining us on the Man Up Monday. My name is Jody Burkeen. I'm the founder of Man Up God's Way and your host on the Man Up Monday podcast. Uh, I've got a couple of great guests tonight and we're really excited about that we'll get into here in just a moment. But uh, first of all, let me introduce all of my my crew in the in the studio here. Fergoza, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. You staying out of trouble? <laughs> as best I can. Are you? Okay. <laughs> Did you have a good week? I had a good week, man. It was a rough week, but it was a good week. Any uh, week you're we're just trying to trying to get all the things done. Like that guy we yeah. had on the other day saying the hustle and the bustle and trying not to get too caught up in it. Took a little break on Saturday. Yeah. So that's good. So yeah. busy weekend. Busy weekend. Feels or, like it's already been a week, but it's just Monday. Isn't yeah. It? Okay. Yeah. That's the way my weekend was. Well, that's too. how just, it is when you're doing ministry, man. Sunday's a work day. It is. I worked yeah. probably longer on Sunday than any other day. So it's a long day. That's for sure. <laughs> so, hey, I got to, yeah. I want to, I, I love promoting your music. Um, every week we have new people listening. So I want them to hear as much as your music as we possibly can. This one here is called Welcome Fear. And this is uh, one of my favorite that that and drunk are two of my favorite songs. I mean, I really Thanks, I love what you've done with both of those. But this one here is just really a uh, a great song here. Tell the story a little bit behind it. So this was actually uh, I wrote this. This is about my trip out here, man, um, being terrified to move to Missouri and follow what God's calling me to do and just chasing after that. And um, you find when you chase after fear instead of running from it right i mean the doors that open they're just spectacular if you guys get a chance go on youtube and look up welcome fear uh for goza and you'll find the music video to this which is phenomenal yeah it's a great video you did a really good job with that too it's uh this is a song that i've jammed quite often in my my car just i love this the part here where you get right here Yeah, that's a that's a that's a killer song, man. I love that song. So appreciate it, man. Got it from my mama. Hey, there you go. Amen. Amen. Well, that's for Goza. Uh, welcome fear. So make sure you look at that on YouTube. You can see the video. You can also get him on Spotify and all the other places there too as well. So he's got some great music. And Thank you, man. Appreciate the love. We need some more though. I'm actually hitting the studio on Thursday. Awesome. Hitting the studio on Thursday. I'm writing with uh, Benji Cohert. Uh, we did a song. He he's written for uh, Big Daddy Weave and Newsboys, uh, some other prolific Maverick City, some other prolific Christian writers. I don't awesome. know if it's going to be a song for me or if we're going to pitch it. But we're back in the studio. We're recording. We're making it happen. Love it. I'm excited for you. I also have another special guest in here today. I got my son Paul. How are you doing, brother? Get, get close. You got to get close to the microphone so they can hear you. All right. There you go. All right. You don't have to look in the mic. You can look at me. <laughs> so how are you doing? Good. Good. How long you been wanting to come on the podcast? A lot. A, a long time. Yeah. So it's been, we've had our podcast during school, so you couldn't come because you have to go to bed and uh, get up early for school. So tonight, uh, Friday was your last day of school. And so you're summer, summer suit, ready for summer, right? Yep. Yep. What are you going to do? We've already hit Six Flags twice over the weekend, Friday and Saturday. Six Flags is right across the street from our house, so we uh, it's like a backyard park. So uh, we got busy season, getting ready to start football, right? Mm -hmm. Got football this year, going to play some football, just finished soccer, and had a great season, so looking forward to it. I'm going to put you to work, too. You know that. All right. Good. 
Well, again, folks, uh, my name is Jody Burkeen. I am the host here for the Man Up Monday. Um, the way that we pay for our podcast is through our merch. You can go to manupmerch.com. You can get great T-shirts like the one I've got on. Uh, one of my new coffee mugs here, you can see Iron Sharpens Iron. You can also get on our website uh, some of the best coffee that you will ever drink. The Man Up Blend, if you go and get that at uh, Man Up Merch, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We've also got a ton of coffee mugs. Uh, this is one of my favorite coffee mugs. I like big, tall, heavy duty, so I can put a half a pot of coffee in these. Uh, it makes it awesome. And one of the worst things that I hate doing is drinking water, but here's an awesome water bottle. So I'm trying to do that uh, a little bit more. I was going to say, I hate to interrupt Don't the pitch, even man. Start, How's dude? the 75 uh, hard the going, hard, bro? <laughs> the 75 hard is kicking my butt, that's for sure. So I'm down to, I'm down six pounds. Um, but I keep starting all over, you know, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going through the grind. So, yeah, I got, yeah, I knew you were going to bring that up as soon as I said water. I hate water. Like, and you got to drink a gallon a day. Yeah. Screw that. It's tough, man. Hey, so once you get, like, once you get it down a couple days in a row, three days in a row, then you're fine. Right. You know, it's like watering a dry plant. Yeah. It's right. the first little bit of water. Just, you know, you got to build up. That I drink saturation. a gallon of water, but it's coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, all right. Well, listen, we've got a great uh, set of guests here tonight. I'm excited to uh, introduce the, introduce those guys. And so let me pull them up here real quick. Where are they? There they are. <laughs> There you go, Andrew. And hold on, how come it's not? Hey guys, good? how are you, Andrew and Adam? How are you guys doing? Good, man. How's it going? Yeah, How's doing great. All right, just one second. Let me have. I'm having an issue here with. <laughs> why is that? Uh, getting see. back to the. There you go. There go we to go. View gallery. And gallery. There we go. Got you. I'll just now. sit here and drink. Uh, take another drink. Okay. Yeah, I got my coffee too. This counts as water, Jody. I, I agree with you. I think it's ninety nine percent water. That's right. You know, yeah, I'm, it's brown water. Exactly. I'm, I'm over on uh, Eastern time zone, so I've, I've switched over to hot chocolate. I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. <over. laughs> yeah, you'll be. You don't want to be bouncing off the walls at eleven o'clock when we. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hot chocolate sure. has calories in it, though. I know. I know. I'm a coffee. Well, I, if. I wish it was coffee. <laughs> it looks like you can handle the calories though. So Adam, so I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> unlike some of us, but so Andrew, uh, pronounce your last name. So it's Taraskas. Just Taraskas. forget about the V and you're fine. Okay. Yeah. I kept, I was crucifying it today. I just kept, I kept trying to put the V in it today. So Taraskas. Yeah. All right. And Adam, you got two first names, Adam Gregory. <laughs> we got that squared away. So yeah. Yeah. I always People have get it backwards all the time. They call me Gregory. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People call me Birkin, uh, Jody Birkin. So it's a uh, Birkin. Just so, you know. so good to know. So right. add, like Ken sandals. Yeah, That's exactly. Like a, kind of a Michigan thing. There you go. So uh, Andrew and Adam, uh, you guys have a company called Noble Story uh, Co. Is that how you? Noble Story Co. Yeah. Okay, you got no, it. Noble Story Co. Uh, which is a, is it a movie studio? Is that correct? Uh, I guess you could call it that. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's technically, you know, we refer to ourselves as a motion picture development and production company, but movie studio for people that aren't in the film industry, that's probably a better way to okay. say it. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. And we'll get into what you guys do here in just a little bit. But first of all, I'd like to hear 
your story. Um, Andrew, since you're on the top of my Zoom uh, here, we got uh, Adam down the bottom. We'll just start with you. So tell me a little bit about your story. Um, you know, go back as far back as you want to and uh, uh, how you feel comfortable sharing, share all that you can and right. uh, take us up to the point where you are today. All right. Well, um, let's see, where shall I start? I think, well, just to give a little context, I was born in Guatemala. My, both of my parents were missionaries to Central America. Um, and actually, you're going to hear Adam's story here in a little bit, but missions is a big part of both of our stories. Amen. And, you know, like I mentioned, my parents were missionaries. I grew up in a very um, Christian home. You know, I was saved um, when I was four, I believe. So, um, you know, but that's that's way too early for anybody actually have any real like uh, understanding of what salvation is. And so for me, my salvation was more of a process of me learning what it means to follow the Lord, learning what it means to have a relationship with God, what God is doing in my life. Um, I really cemented my walk with the Lord when I was in high school. And around that time, I was looking for different career opportunities. And for whatever reason, I decided that filmmaking looked like a steady job with dependable income. And so <laughs> decided to chase that. <laughs> My parents didn't say no. Um, we actually prayed about it and felt, I, I at the time felt God's uh, calling in that direction. So that's why I decided to pursue. Um, and around, you know, towards the end of high school, I was looking at colleges. I had a good friend of mine who was a mentor in my life who was teaching cinematography at one of California's largest film schools. Oh, and wow. I applied for that film school. And I told him, you know, at the time I was calling him Mr. L. Uh, he didn't let me call him by his first name. Like Mr. L, I, I was uh, the one that that broke that. <laughs> we yeah, can talk about that later. <laughs> I called him Mr. L for way too long. Um, went Your to mom's called him Mr. L. Your dad um, called him Mr. L. <laughs> I I was like Mr. L. You know, I've applied for Academy of Art, and he's like, "Why'd you do that? <laughs> you teach there. Like, I thought you'd be proud. You know, you're my mentor, right?" And he's like, "Andrew, you won't like it. Um, it'll ruin you." Uh, wow. you know what, why don't you do this? Why don't you, this is what he said. He's, why don't you go to Bible school and I'll teach you all the film stuff. And oh, wow. like, with it, this is not what I expected <laughs> to hear from my film mentor. So, um, teaching at the college. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I ended up, I went to Calvary Chapel Bible college, got a degree in biblical studies, which looking back on it, now, at the time, I thought it was a terrible decision um, <laughs> you know, as a filmmaker. Looking back on it, I think that was one of the best decisions I ever made because um, oh, that really cemented my relationship with the Lord. You know, I spent four years studying the Bible and studying my relationship with God um, as opposed to studying what amounts to usually a lot of crap that you get in film schools, right. you know regardless of whether it's actually applicable in real life, which I am a firm believer it isn't, having right. known several film school graduates. Yeah. Um, but so that's basically my story. I um, kind of worked my way through high school and college. 
as a freelance director and producer. Um, got a full-time job after that with my dad. He's like, hey, why don't you, you know, I got some clients in the environmental industry that need some videos done and it's California. And um, I can't think of a more stereotypical California job than working at an environmental compliance company. So um, <laughs> we, you know, I started doing videos. It turned into a full-time job. We were doing videos for all sorts of people. It got bigger and bigger to the point where the last project that I shot for the company, we actually shot on film. And that was when I was like, you know what? I think I've reached the top of this ladder. Right. I don't think you can do anything more than that. And for the last few years up until that point, um, Adam and I had been trying to start a company together. We had met at a conference um, about going on seven years is it? It's about seven gotta, years, right? It's got to be like seven. Yeah. I'm saying five for like seven years. <laughs> yeah, five years ago. <laughs> um, and, you know, we eventually decided to just, you know, take the leap of faith and start a company together, um, which was, yeah, uh, that's a big part of Adam's story. So I'll let him share his leap of faith story but both of us took a leap of faith we started noble story co and now we're working on you know i feel like god has opened the doors as i phrased it to a producer friend of mine we have projects where our job is basically saying yes there's things right. going on that i'm like why is why did that happen so somebody asked us um what do you think about what if i just give you the rights to this property wow. <laughs> okay <laughs> so yeah it's been wow, quite a wild journey amen praise god that is cool yeah all right yeah. so so adam how about how about your story yeah my story um i like to say people like this kind of fun fact i grew up on an asparagus farm and it's uh <laughs> heavy on my mind well not heavy on my mind it's present on my mind because <laughs> i was just uh up at my parents house uh visiting with my kids and got my bag of asparagus and went home so it was kind of nice not having to pick it this year <laughs> so but no grew up on a farm and uh you know like Andrew was saying you, you know had parents who were missionaries my um, my parents did you know some short-term mission trip type stuff and so I had a heart for you know overseas missions and especially my brother Carl he did some missions trips to um various countries and it kind of gave me the bug for for that and so between high school and college I went to Mexico for three months oh awesome and, uh but my my mom was like you need to pick a degree before you like go you know you can't just you need a backup plan to this mission idea you know you need something else more more concrete to fall right. back on basically and that was wisdom speaking. That was smart. <laughs> and so she kind of sat me down. I was like, okay, pick something. And in uh, high school, I had like a video one class and a video two class. And they were the only class like I, I, I like stay late for or, you know, hurry down the hallway to get to to work on a project and start editing. And um so it, I kept flipping through the book and there was a, a college right in my town. So it's kind of like, I'll just go there. They have a, I ended up picking film, obviously. Right. Um, <laughs> looking back. Plus it, it had a very minimal uh, math 
uh, degree, you know, requirement. <laughs> There's like one, I think, of one math class. Yeah. And like that like, in social science. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was like like one science class and like one math, like or like one one writing that wasn't like screenwriting. You know, wow. so it's like super minimal on the things I was terrible at. And so I I picked I picked film. And I guess I should use the word film lightly. It was video for sure. Um, but went to Mexico. I told this missions organization, you know, what are you going to college? And they're asking everybody what they're doing. I said, oh, I signed up for video production. And right. the next day I knew they shoved a camera in my hand. And I'm filming, you know, videos and editing wow. on like Pinnacle, Pinnacle Studios or something, which is... It, most people probably won't even oh know what gosh. that is. Like it's just like horrible <laughs> like editing software. Last from 2008, right there. It's like really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, and, uh, yeah, so bad. <laughs> if if you want like multiple sound effects, you have to like export the video, bring it back in to like get another sound effect. Yeah. Right. Um, that kind of bad. So, anyways, I come back home. I go to Ferris State University for for video production. And I kind of had this like, I, I don't, I felt almost like guilty going to to videos, you know, going into video production. I felt like I was like kind of ditching the mission field for this thing I like doing. Right. And so I, I don't know. I wish I could go back and tell myself, chill out. You can do film and mission too. Like, Both, right. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't have to be so singular focused with your life. Um, but I loved it. I loved loved college i guess i should rephrase that i loved the video part of college i, mean, <laughs> I love every other aspect of college yeah i love yeah. college too my first uh, semester i made a point four one, so um i didn't miss a party but nice, <laughs> nice. yeah you had a blast <laughs> i didn't yeah. miss a party but i sure didn't go to class either <laughs> oh no but um I guess fast forwarding a bit, I graduated and I had to get a six month full-time internship. It was kind of this crazy requirement. And I tried to go to, it was like Bluefish TV. I think it's right now media now. Don't quote me on that. I guess I'm live. So if I'm wrong, it's look it up uh, down in Texas. And I, they didn't like respond to me quick enough. So there was like a corporate production company that was supposedly owned by Christians. And Grand Rapids that my like mentor guy kept saying, go to, the, you know, check them out, check them out. But I didn't want to do a bunch of corporate videos and, but they were my only options. So I took them. And as soon as I like accepted it, the Bluefish TV shows up and is like, Hey, we actually had a entry level, you know, position open up. And I'm like, I just accepted this. Oh, other wow. And so I stayed in Michigan and then my wife and I wanted to get out of Michigan, but it was just where we were supposed to be. And uh, the really cool part of this story is, is an organization called Wycliffe Associates calls Storytelling Pictures, this company I was at when I was an intern. And they, they became our client, you know, Storytelling's client. And next thing I knew as this quasi intern, I'm in Papua New Guinea, on some remote island filming Bible translation. Oh my goodness. And it's just like, okay, oh. like, I'd love to tell you, like, right in that moment, it kind of like all clicked. It didn't click until I traveled, like, again next year to another remote right. country. You know, it's like, I was like in Thailand and then Indonesia and Nepal and China, just all over the world filming for this organization. Wow. Every year. And just, I learned 
that, you know, God put something in your heart and he put like mission and video in my heart and he like, he was put them right together. And I wanted to go to Texas and, you know, right down the road, you know, down the road, 50 minutes from my house in a town I didn't want to be in is what sent me around the world doing what I wanted. Praise God. It's pretty cool. And it's cool. I don't know. I guess if there's anyone listening, it's just, you you might be where you need to be. Just hang out of it, you know? Right. And, um, it's, the answer might be around the corner. You might find out in a couple of years why you're there. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think a lot awesome. of time, a lot of times people get so caught up on, on the moment that it, they lose patience and, you know, yeah. this move of God. And the next thing you know, they've kind of missed the whole point of why God had them there to begin with. And so yeah, exactly. uh, you, you can get too excited about some things and then, you know, just kind of walk by the, the opportunity that God's laid out there for you. So that's a, that's a good, um, good reminder there. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm trying to think where where Andrew left off in the story, um, you know. So then I I had this burning desire. So I, you know, the mission desire was went on for I was there for almost six years at this company, and but then I had this like other growing desire that was like replacing that desire, and that desire was film, right? And just seeing uh, movies that were coming out and wanting to to be a part of that and make movies technology getting cheaper and just like seeing that it's like the door is there it's like the, the opportunities there and then that's i i was uh quitting my job and to to freelance cinematography so that i could free up my schedule to then pursue making movies and my i think my hope my hope at that time was to actually be a cinematographer and, and run camera and now it's shifted to to producing but that was a scary leap you know, I left the, the first day that I'd left my job with no promise of anything. The, the, the day after that was my daughter's first birthday and I had a second baby on the way. Wow. And just like, it was probably about the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. Just jumping out with literally no promise of anything, but I had almost six years of experience and my demo reel. The safest place is to be in, in God's will. You know, yeah. when you're in, when yeah. you're in his will, it doesn't matter where you're at or what's going on in your life. You can, uh, you can get through it. That's for sure. Well, that's that. what great stories. Mm-hmm. So explain to me, uh, and we're going to get into the, the movie stuff. Um, actually, uh, Andrew, are you, you're married? I am married. Yeah. Um, coming up on a year this month. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations, man. I got 32 coming up. So yeah, all right. Uh, oh, nice. Give you something, give you something to strive for. I always tell people it's till death do you part and murder is not an option. So uh, <laughs> <clears throat> you got to stay in there. And Adam, well, we're still newlyweds, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. you're still in the newlywed phase. So yeah. Yeah. I do marriage counseling as well. So call me in about three or four years when you know, <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> after the honeymoon's gone. <laughs> do, you do, it, do you do it live, like marriage counseling live? On we'll Facebook? do it anyway. That's you not do. a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, that, like, that. I'm writing that's it down. Catchy, man. This is, this is Dr. Jody Burkeen. Yeah, I'm listening. Exactly. <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. We gosh. could just get an honorary doctorate, too. Yeah. We wouldn't even got to do the yeah, real yeah, thing. We we'll real call thing. somebody. Yeah. We'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> great and adam how long have you been married 
it's going on 12 years okay so, yeah awesome august 8th will be 12. So, all right yeah two kids and one on the way so, praise god that is awesome that another is awesome. crazy business venture with another kid coming <laughs> so, okay well why not why not you know, what what else you got to do so uh so so let's go to Let's get into the minutia of uh, of a movie. First of all, what are your guys' strengths and weaknesses when it comes to like, surely you're not both like great editors and, you know, like where are your, where are your strengths when it comes in? And, and maybe I guess the better place to start is what does it take to um, create a movie? First of all, <laughs> like... In a, in a quick, you know, in, in, in five minutes, you know, I've seen the credits at the money. end of the movie. Yeah, I know exactly. Money. Okay. Dollar sign. We'll put the money there first. Uh, I've seen the credits at the end of movies, you know, especially, you know, just good old fashioned movies. But, and I understand that there's a lot that goes behind it. Um, I'm not a patient enough man to actually do a movie. So I know I couldn't do it. Cause I, when I do something, I want it done within a few hours or, you know, a few days, I, I'm going to start something. I want to get it done quick, but what is, what's involved with, let's say, let's say somebody walked up and said, I've got a great script or a great story or what. So what's the process from there? Well, um, I mean, First of all, it starts before you have a great script. You know, somebody has to have a great idea. And we get tons of people coming up to us um, and saying, hey, I've got a story. You know, my life would make a great movie or right. my friend's life or my dad's life or, you know, somebody's life would make a great movie, right? Right. Um, and a lot of it, you know, sure, there's, well, maybe I shouldn't say a lot. There are some stories that, yes, it would make great movies. There are some stories that wouldn't make great movies nothing against the story. It's just a film is a very specific storytelling medium right. and not every story is a good match for a movie. And um, so usually what happens is there's an idea for a movie. That idea needs to get developed into a format that can be filmed as a movie. And that stage is usually the script development. Um, there's right. a specific process that happens to put it into a script format um, it's usually done by a writer who's very gifted and knowledgeable and that working in that format. Um, once a script is developed, you have to get all of your talent around it. So your actors, your director, um, all of the other people that make the movie, um, very specifically, Adam mentioned money. Uh, mm -hmm. Movies cost a lot of money. Um, it's a very risky business. There's only so many people that play at that level that um, you know, with the money that we're talking about, right. we're not, we're not talking about indie movies, you know, million dollar or less. Um, our business is structured to work with movies in the five to $35 million range. Okay. So, you know, it's a lot of money that you're talking yeah, that about. Is. It's very yeah. risky. Right. So, um, you know, you need to have people that understand that risk. And then once all of that work is done, that's when the easy work starts, which okay. is, you know, now it's 14 hour days to film your movie for three months and then you spend right. six months editing it and then it's released. Wow. Holy cow. So let's go back to the money. Um, and you can tell me as much as you want. You don't have to like divulge a whole lot of information, but how, how are you raising, are you raising money? Number one, or are you produced enough movies now where you have income coming in? Yeah. Well, 
we're producers, so we're always raising money. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're like, you're like, Wait, a, you're like you a parent. Selling? Yeah. What are you selling? What do you need? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like a parachurch ministry. We're always fundraising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Selling, selling merch. We got to sell something. It's yeah. kind of like those Christian radio programs. It's funny how that annual uh, uh, payback or give back or whatever it is happens every week. So yeah. you know what they do? They schedule it at the same time. So you can't even switch between the radio stations. Oh, that makes it. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, somebody today. Yeah. So, well, we're raising money. Um, without getting too much into the minutia of it, there's a couple of ways that you can do it in the film industry. You can either raise money for the company that's making the movies, which is what we're doing. And that money gets spent differently than for producers that are raising money to film a movie. Okay. You know, what we're doing, um, it's a different type of risk. It's a much lower spend. You know, we're raising a million dollars right now. And right. that's going towards six projects, you know, where $1 million is a dinky budget for a single movie to right. produce it. Right. Um, you know, when you're raising a production budget, we have known so many investors that have lost their shirts trying to produce movies. Right. And it's a very risky, I have said the word risk so many times during this podcast, but it really is a risky industry and you need investors who understand that and who are knowledgeable about how movies work and how you can make your money back. And our perspective is there are people who do that and we need to go after those people, whether that's the streamers or the studios, yeah. um, you know, movie funds, there are financing options specifically tailored to production budgets okay so, yeah. does that give you a little insight without getting stuck in the weeds because so, we could go down the money trail and i don't know that we want to do that yeah no i mean i'm i'm already amazed of you know just just the thought process that goes behind that because so just so i've got this right you guys you're a production company or your producers and you fund the movies or are you also filming so, the movies as so well? We're funding the, the million dollars that we're raising right now is funding the development of the movies. So it's funding, okay. you know, story rights acquisition, screenwriters, you know, script, script options and, and purchase agreements. It's, it's all those, you know, legal fees to get the rights to projects. It, all that, yeah. all that money is how we're spending that money. Remember, Remember how I was saying, like, before you get a script, you have to start with the idea. Right. And all of that whole process where it was until the easy work starts and you start producing the movie. Right. That whole process is expensive, too. And until that uh -huh. happens, you can't have this. So you, so, could, you could blow through a million bucks and never even put a movie on film, could you? Very true. That's why you have to have um, that's why you have to have checks and balances within your business structure right. to counteract that now correct me if i'm wrong make sure i understand this so um you have your your company that has you know we're raising a million dollars over here um and then once we once we find a project and you know um we're going to find this project and we'll call it project a um That's we're going to go to a different money gathering organization to get money to make that project it's not the same vehicle correct yeah, you got it. Okay. Exactly. Absolutely. 
So in other words, like here's a real world example. Um, we've got a project that um, we're working on that is a, we're developing it into a limited series, which is a great fit for a streamer. And right. so we're, we're planning to take that to a streamer once we've developed it and written all the scripts and attached the talent, take it to the streamer and they will pay for the production. Got it. Okay. All right. So you, you guys are basically the middleman to an extent. I think of it like yeah. a land land development. Yeah, real okay. estate development. We're, we're we're developing the land and getting it ready for a buyer. Got it. Okay. All and right. Then we That'd also be... we also facilitate production. So depending on who it is and what project it is, we'll do you know, we'll do the production as well. So so at, the, so at the end of the movie when I see executive producer, is that kind of where you guys are? Is that like the the money manager of the movie? So you have the director that's involved in the making of the movie then the producer that's kind of the director's boss the yeah. director's boss basically yeah. and he's, <laughs> yeah. he's the guy getting in between everybody okay everybody says the director is the sexy one on the movie right the director right. runs the show well the producer is the boss all right okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just stick it up for my job title <laughs> there, there you go okay all right i just i gotta get this all in, you know i'm a huge movie buff but uh, to be honest i've I don't know that I could say that I really care how it's made or, you know, how, you know, yeah. all this, but I'm interested in it. You know, yeah. like I, I've spent most of my life watching movies, but haven't really thought about, I understand it's a massive production process, time, money, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, just as far like literally when you look at the credits and there's a thousand names on those credits, not that everybody watches those anymore, but you know, you just see them keep going and going and going. And that's a lot of money that goes out. Yeah. Cause those are people that are being paid uh, big time. So oh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool to know uh, how you guys, uh, how you guys are doing this. Yeah, so absolutely. in, in your, um, so I, I truly believe my story, my life story would be a great movie too, but um, <laughs> let, let's, let's say we're going to produce a movie um, of Jody's life. And uh we go and we find a script writer. Is that correct? You get a script mm -hmm. writer. Uh, you get, is that like the first process? Let's say, you know, let's say somebody's coming to you say, Hey, well, we want to do a movie. You got to find a crook. Cause you're going to want to be better looking. You're going to want to be taller. <laughs> yeah. You're going to want more money. So we got to find a crook. Yeah. Find a crook, then what, what do we do after that? Yeah. Well, Jody, the first process would be, you know, if, Typically, the stories that we find aren't coming from the people themselves. Typically, right. it's somebody that knows you that says, hey, my friend Jody has an amazing life right. and we need to make a movie about his life. That's typically how it works out. Most people don't, you know, right. come to us and they're not narcissistic yeah, enough not, to yeah, say, not, you need to make a movie like about me. me. <laughs> uh, I've approached you four times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I would say if usually what we've been finding is if the story's that good, there's they've usually they usually know it's that good and they wrote a book about it. So right. that's yeah. usually, you know, the first kind of, you know, question is, you know, if they're interested in making a movie and then also, you know, do you have the rights to the book? You know, sometimes right. publishers, usually that's the first thing they're they're going to default to is get the motion picture rights of the book yeah. they're publishing. Right. So okay. it, we've, we've been fortunate so far that our, the authors we've worked with have had the rights personally. 
That's good. And so, you know, it's just you option the book and you option life rates potentially. It yeah, there's a yeah, whole... like Adam mentioned a real estate development company. It's basically that if somebody's like, hey, my friend Jody has an amazing life story. Right. Um, it would make a great movie. What we would do is like real estate developers look at the story, look where it's located. You know, is there any major highways nearby? You kind of like a real estate developer would look at a piece of land. How many people know about your story, Jody? You know, you got this podcast. Oh, there's a bunch of people that know about your story. Those people right. would probably go see the movie. Huh, that's an interesting idea. And then once we decide, okay, it makes business sense, then we would say, Jody, we would like to make a movie based off of your life. Are you willing to sell us your life rights? Got it. And so we would make you an offer um, for some money um, and it would be spelled out. We own the rights to tell your story as life a movie. Rights, life rights sounds so intense. Like I know, right? <laughs> we like we own your dreams. Like, there's right, actually exactly. the, the Princess there. Bride like machine. Like we just sucked one year of your life away. Yeah. <laughs> we just went through this process with somebody um, for one of our stories and I was reading the the life rights agreement and i was freaked out i'm like oh my gosh we own this guy's imaginations like what the heck so, speak his own name anymore yeah. yeah but it's you know it's really to protect the producers to keep you know you from saying hey you know yeah, exactly. I've, I've got this amazing movie and you sell it to five people um so that's not a good situation well, so that's once something that is that something that can happen like let's say there is a movie out there and Jody's already sold the rights to somebody else. And that person actually doesn't want to make the movie. They just want to make sure that no one ever makes a movie, movie about Jody. So they bought the, the rights and they're just going to shelf it. Uh, well, some of that gets into legal stuff. If he's a Jody, you're somewhat of a public figure. If there's enough out there that's public knowledge, anybody could make a movie without even asking you. Right. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Interesting. Okay. So there is there it, it gets kind of tricky, um, okay. but usually for most people, whoever has the life rights has the permission to make the movie. And okay. most most buyers or financiers won't touch a project of a real person if there isn't any life rights tied up. Okay. Interesting. Got it. Okay. So. so um, you get the you get the story, then you get a script, and yep. from the script, what do you do? Well, from the script, you have to get a good script, which that process takes a long time. Okay. Um, you know, we have some projects that we've been working on for two, three years. Wow! And we're still getting rewrites. So sometimes they come together. We just got a first draft today of an episode that i, I read, read it I, okay i can't i have to be careful what i say here because right, adam I mean, hasn't read it yet okay it knocked my socks off and oh, i was like this is incredible that's great so, which that almost never happens okay um, <laughs> that's awesome usually that's it's now like really this is good it needs some work but now um, do you have like a, a pool of um script writers that are out there or do you have your favorites or do you have like <laughs> man this story sounds like this person writes and i send it to them like we got a guy it, that we can't tell anybody his name because yeah he's, that, yeah no, <laughs> you don't want to somebody else will start he's sending these scripts weapon. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no we have, have to, i'd have to kill you <laughs> yeah, there's this um 
Yes, yes, and yes, Jody. Okay. Um, we have this one guy, like Adam mentioned, he's this young genius of a screenwriter. That's and awesome. nobody's ever heard of him, but this guy can write like there's no tomorrow. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Okay, good. So you've got you've got the approval on the script. It's a couple years later. Um, <laughs> Hopefully now, not. But yeah. well, let's, let's, let's say six, six months to a year. Ten years uh, later. Yeah. There you go. Maybe do, six months. Do you want to hear about specific projects that we have? Because we haven't shared what we're actually we're, working yeah, yeah we're, gonna, we're using we're, a hypothetical yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get into that i just want to i want to figure okay. out you just well, real I'll quick give you the, i'll give yeah. you the quick thing here okay so we got a great script six months to a year into it the next thing on the list is usually to go after financing okay um which can be done a couple ways um this is where we get into the chicken and the egg game the film industry is full of chicken and egg scenarios um, where everyone's guarding their eggs and saying like i'll show you my egg if you show me yours right you know uh, which usually comes down to hey i've got a great movie do you have financing yeah if you say yes i've got financing <laughs> hey okay um, yeah so yeah. this is where you know you start talking to investors who operate again very specific investors who operate in this space and there's film funds you start looking for those funds and investors um and, you know, around the same time, you're looking for your cast and your director. Usually the director right. comes before the cast. Once you assemble this whole team, which is basically a insurmountable obstacle, um, right. <laughs> but happens all the time. Um, once you assemble your team, you get what's called a green light um, from the distributor and the financier saying, yes, this package looks good. It's ready to go. Once that green light happens, you go into pre-production, which is where you start doing location scouting. You hire all of your, what are called the below the line crew. So you know how on movies they have, the first credits are just like one or two names that fade up and fade out. Right. And then you have the scroll, right? Right. In between that is a line. Okay. And the people above the line make a lot of money. The people below the line make a little less money. Okay. Got it. I'm so, below the line talent yeah. as yeah. of right now, <laughs> but I'm on the list. <laughs> yeah, I've never had my name on the credits. So <laughs> better than what I got. And special okay. thanks is like the other line that they don't talk about. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks to the the guy who the, the the dog company that came and picked up the poop for everybody's, you know, dogs that were out in the yards. Yeah. Um, okay. There's so a, so there's a bunch get... of things that happen in there, but you know, right, for the exactly. sake of simplicity, that's the general flow. Okay. And then produce the movie, edit the movie, market of the movie, and get it out. So let's talk about uh I it for me, it just helps me get my mind because I think it's an amazing art, number one, you know, for you guys to to do this. Number two, to step out in faith to create movies in a world right now that it seems like anybody who's got an iPhone and a little bit of talent is trying to create movies. And so you're stepping out into an arena that has a million different players. Um, you know, thank God that, you know, you've got the avenues nowadays that you didn't have 15 years ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you either went through Hollywood or you didn't do anything. Um, it seemed like, and now you've got just about every Avenue you've got marketing that you can almost do for free, you know, with social media, um, word of mouth and stuff like that. So, um, I'm impressed by what you guys are doing 
especially in a kingdom minded. Uh, yeah, I was actually just going to I was just going to mention that because I feel like, um, you know, making movies is cool and all. And uh, that's what we enjoy doing. I don't think that's the biggest reason why we're in this industry. Um, I kind of alluded at it earlier. Um, for me personally, the film industry is the area where I feel that God has uniquely gifted me. Okay. And it's the industry in which I feel the most freedom to be myself and to, you know, um, to sh basically share the love of Christ with the people that I work with. You know, I've worked with some other industries. I worked in the environmental industry. Maybe it's because it's the environmental industry. It didn't feel like I could ever be open about my faith. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can. I mean, right? Yeah, you definitely um, get so, there. Yeah. But the reason why Adam and I are in the film industry, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, we feel called to it. Um, we also firmly believe that the film industry gets vilified by a lot of Christians. You know, Hollywood right. is seen as this evil, you know, machine that's just churning out um, very anti-Christian principles on a daily right. basis and turning America away from what is, you know, good, right, and beautiful. Right. Um, there are a lot of people forget there are Christians working in Hollywood. And there are people, more importantly, there are people working in Hollywood. And Adam and I, you know, coming from this very missional minded background, view the film industry as our mission field. Like we're in here. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Not only to make stories that point people to Christ, like we don't really have any interest in making the next God's Not Dead. You know, right. nothing against those guys. And, we love a lot of these people that are making these movies and God has called them to do what they're doing. That's not us. Right. Um, we are more what, if I can borrow a, um, a phrase from my guy, my buddies over at Southland studios, outposts of grace, right. Oh, we're, that's good. Um, that's we're good. telling stories of grace for the general mainstream audience, which is largely secular. Okay. Um, so if you watch our movies, it's not going to be overtly Christian themed, but there will be very deep spiritual themes integrated throughout the foundations of all of these stories. Right. Um, these That's are meant to spark ideas, um, to get people thinking about the spiritual component of their lives. So that's like, okay, from what the audiences see on the screen, right? Um, that's right. kind of what's driving us, but What's really driving us is the people that we get to rub shoulders with, you know, the crew, the, those below the line people that are actually putting in the blood, sweat and tears to make your vision become a reality, um, which are so often just completely taken advantage of by producers. Praise God. Praise um, God. That is you know, all. Um, investors, a lot of there's a lot of investors, especially in the Christian space who are used for their money. Um, by producers who don't really know what they're doing and right. who just basically want to produce a movie for selfish reasons, mm. but market it as a kingdom minded opportunity. Um, so that's, I'm really putting myself out on a limb here and saying, you know, we're going to take care of our investors, but that is our heart. Right. And exactly. Yeah. That's we're in it for you the lose trust in them. It doesn't yeah. take, it doesn't take one or two of those just to throw you under the bus and you're yeah. done, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. we're in it for the people and we're in it because God has called us to minister to these specific people. Um, so, you know, one other thing about the comment about, you know, I'm sure we'll get a lot of people saying your movies aren't Christian enough. Right. <laughs> I, I'm I mean, sure. Right. That's the, that's the problem with Christians is they'll, they will, they, they scream and yell saying we want more Christian movies. And then a Christian movie comes out and they just lamb blasted like it wasn't Christian enough. It didn't, you know, they said a prayer when they got saved, they shouldn't have done that. And then, you know, how come they didn't get baptized? Like they literally will just go through every, they rip it apart. Probably. Oh my gosh. It drives me crazy. We've, so I, heard, I heard somebody tell me, I forget who this was. I think it, um, no, I, I forget who it was, but somebody told me, uh, we were talking about this and they're like, you know, when you go see a movie, you're watching fiction, even if it's based on a true story, you're watching, you're watching fictional characters, fictionalized right. characters, maybe. Right. Um, and if you're watching fictionalized characters fall in love with this fictionalized Jesus, it's kind of this fictionalized religion. Like, do you really want people to you, equate Jesus with this fictional, you know, film character yeah the last thing you want them to do is idolize it and start worshiping you know the movie instead of the word of god and the holy spirit you know yeah then, then you're kind and, of messed it all up yeah yeah and it point. gets here's where it gets backwards a lot of you know i've had the opportunity to work on some faith-based productions and unfortunately what i see a lot is like i said these crews and all of the people making the movies get run over in right. the name of putting Jesus on the screen, the real people whom the producers have the opportunity to be the real love of Christ exactly. to, yeah. it completely disregarded. And, Ugh. you know, the gospel of Christ is trampled on in order to make a movie. And for us, we've realized, you know, that's not right. Um, oh. A lot of our business model was informed by, okay, we can't do that. And so in order to not do that, we need to do this. Praise God. So good for like, you guys. I love I, mean, I love that. Go ahead, Adam. And we wanted to be more than just, you know, this one movie, you know, kind of a one hit wonder. We wanted to be here for the long haul. And that's why we're like, let's let's raise money for development. Because it, if story is king, like we need to treat it like nobility. Like we need to like right. put energy and money into that. And and if you build a firm foundation, I feel like that's a biblical principle, you know, build, yeah, yeah. build it on the rock. Right. You know, and the right. story is, is what's important. So let's work on getting the best stories we can and getting the best scripts possible that we can. And it's going to start attracting really good talent, Hollywood level talent. Right. And, and it's, if we're going to start being able to just make better movies and, and, and have a voice along the way and with that you know budgets get better and, yes, exactly. and now you can treat people better so it's we're trying to take this kind of holistic long uh long game approach to it to i don't know hopefully build something truly noble <laughs> yeah, yeah that's that awesome moralizing because then you stretch jody that six month window that we were saying is ideal right you know like there's some projects that are two or three years just because wow. it's taking so long to get that good script but good script. yeah exactly 
and trying and i can imagine i don't even want to get into all the hiring of the actors and everybody no, and that's contracts not. and all that <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's crazy so we've been really blessed um as a ministry because we are we're the world's largest um men's ministry on social media and so i've over the last five or six years i've had the opportunity to promote and to work on a lot of christian movies indivisible was one of them i actually wrote the um there was a devotion that went with that movie very cool uh, so i wrote the devotion there hacksaw ridge um i actually got to talk to Lionsgate, and i wrote the the devotion so what hacksaw ridge did was they went secular with the movie and underground of the churches because it was a pretty brutal movie and yeah. so i wrote a men's devotion that went along with that as well and then um you know we've had the opportunity i've, I've uh, uh interviewed ramona downey for their series that they did with the bible um uh, i think it's called the bible is that what it's called the series that they did the bible? yeah they've done yeah. she's done several yeah and then the, the kendrick brothers we've had on and um got to talk <laughs> with those guys and help promote their movie and the, their new movie that just came out. And then, uh, do you guys know Jason Noble? Um, he from sounds Britain. like we should, but yeah, you do need to <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah, he's, he's got a cool name too. Uh, he, he might own your company. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, he, uh, he, he did the breakthrough movie. I don't know if you saw that about the young kid that died. Yeah. Here. Okay. Um, fell in the ice in uh, in St. Louis here. And, um, so he was the actual, he was the actual pastor. Uh, Roxanne Dawson direct that Andrew. Yeah. We just, um, um, I just heard his name come up a few days ago in connection with that movie. So yeah, I need to hook you guys up because now what, now what he's doing is he's doing marketing, um, for faith-based movies. Very cool. So he's involved with the new, um, uh, president Bush. No. Ronald Reagan movie coming out the new Ronald oh, Reagan yeah, for sure. and, and the new one with uh, George Foreman. So he's involved okay. with those. So I have to hook you guys up with him. So but, I got a quick, I got a quick question. I think it will lead into what you guys are working on um, because of those. And I think I know the answer to this, but you can explain it more thoroughly. If not because of the different timeframes in projects, you know, you got a project that one project is maybe six months out and then another one's maybe two years and then another one, man, it maybe it's five years and it's a big project. Um, is that why you have multiple projects that you're working on? I know, um, last time we chatted on the phone or actually this was in person last time I was in California, you told me about four or five different projects that you yeah. had rolling. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. Like yeah. you got a lot going on, you know, let's green light one. Like what's the process and what's like, what's front burner right now for you guys? <laughs> well, the front burner project changes constantly depending <laughs> on what's imagine. going on in the industry. Yeah. The reason we have so many is diversity. You know, you want when you have investors in movies, another reason why you shouldn't invest in production budgets, you're pretty, you're investing in one thing. And if that one movie flops then whoopsie, where if you invest in a company that's doing a bunch of projects, now you've got all these irons in the fire that, you know, if a few of them go through, you get your money back. Right. So that's another one of our ways to protect investors, right? Um, um, so, uh, right now the front, the frontline project that we have on our slate is a project called the Heartmender, which is adapted from a book written by Andy Andrews. Um, and it's this incredible, it's a true story. And I'm a bit of a history buff right now, 
Um, well, I've always been a history buff right now. Okay. So, um, but it's, <laughs> it's this incredible true story. I had never heard of this before, but the uh, Nazi Germany had a U-boat fleet in the Gulf of Mexico during World War II. Hmm. Did you know that, Jody? I knew they had submarines, but I didn't know they had U-boats. Yeah. And so. in the Gulf of Mexico, there were during 1942, 1943, wow. 7,000 Americans that died within earshot of the Gulf Coast. No, was kidding. that when was Bay of Pigs? No, that was in the Bay of Pigs. That was Cold 50s, War. That was 50s. Yeah, okay, so not 40s. No, gotcha. Uh -uh. No, uh -uh. yeah. So, um, our story takes place within that setting, and it's a true story, believe it or not a German submarine officer washes up on the Alabama coast and is found by this American war widow. And wow. it's this story of these, you know, both of these characters had lost their spouses due to the war. And so they're confronted with basically, you know, their spouses killed each other. You know, this German yeah. officer, the German army killed this, you know, this lady's husband. Right. And oh. so they're faced with this, you know, choice to continue in their hatred and despair or choose to forgive and start, you know, start fresh with the second chance that they've been presented with. Wow. And, um, you know, how this story started was Andy Andrews was digging up a tree in his backyard and found a can with Nazi uniform buttons and a picture of this guy standing with adolf hitler oh my goodness operation yeah. paperclip wow let's go yeah. Yeah. he's like why is there a picture of hitler in my backyard right. and he's Holy like God. you know it, his wife polly is like you know andy you should talk to the old people you need to go yeah and he starts talking to people and he finds the couple that had buried this can 50 years later and it was this submarine officer and the widow they fell in love and got married but because of the war they decided to keep his identity secret so they buried his um memorabilia and they hit it for like 50, new life. 50 years like yeah they wow. hit it wow. yeah. now we just spoiled the story so um yeah. I hope yeah. you it anyways no. but there it is no <laughs> well, if, watch if, it. You want, <laughs> if you want to spoil the 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 series uh, just read the book or listen to the audiobook. It's incredible. Yeah. Andy Andrews does all the voices. He was a comedian for years and he just, his voice talent's ridiculous. It's, it's so you guys um, are doing a, uh, it's going to be a series. It is a it? six part uh, limited, series, limited yeah. series. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. And this was the one, correct me if I'm wrong, this was the one where you got the uh, episode two back. This is, yep. Yeah, yeah and I'm like dying to read it. <laughs> yep. yeah. yeah, I was talking to Fergoza earlier today and was like, hey, man, I just got the script and it's incredible. Well, it's it's interesting too because like I've been a part of pilots and um, sometimes you, you uh, are in a pilot or you read a pilot or you see a pilot and sometimes they're lacklustered, sometimes they're great. And then sometimes, man, you'll watch episode two and you're like, this man, they changed the actors. It's this, and you know, it's not even like the pilot and I don't like it now, or I like it more. So when you get two out of it, that's kind of a, a good little heart feeling too. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. So what's the, um, what's the date on this one possibly coming out? 
Uh, we can't tell you or we'd have to. Okay. You. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the one you were talking about streaming though? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. uh, we can tell you that we are partnered with Kingdom Story Company on this. Okay. And so they are, um, it's John and Andy Irwin. And they are the guys behind I Can Only Imagine and right. most recently American Underdog. So we actually had, uh, I, I'm, I'm also throwing names around here too. In awesome. my in the church that I pastor, we had um, oh the lead singer. I can't even think of his name from Mercy Me. Um, oh, Bart Millard. Yeah, Bart. He came here and did a video at our church uh, to cool. at the beginning of that movie. So I, we, right. we promoted that movie as well. And the only reason he came here wasn't because of me. Uh, Six Flags is next door to our church, and he was actually doing a concert there. So <laughs> it was an easy place. I was already involved with the movie, so it kind of helped me out a little nice. bit. So we uh, we cleared out our church and let them come in and set up all the the video equipment, and they did a promo for it. So very nice. Uh, but anyway, I'm just dropping names there. So. <laughs> So this is gonna this is gonna be streaming. It's gonna come out hopefully soon, and uh, it sounds like a great story. I can't wait to see it. So yeah, it is. The, the one something I, in it for everybody. I mean, it's yeah. it's war, submarines, romance. Right now, World War II in America. Like what, what's going on with that? You know, so that, that's kind of that's a that's a great like you said. It's a little bit for everything. How do you how do you create a movie that's for everybody? You like can't. is it you can't it, you yeah, just no. you just can't okay i so mean you, i wouldn't let my six-year-old daughter watch the show <laughs> right yeah yeah exactly if i had a you know 10 year old son right. you know 12 year old son sure you know right exactly okay yeah there was I'll, have to see, I'll have to see it first i guess at this point yeah. well that's like hacksaw ridge man there wasn't a i think there was one cuss word in the whole thing and uh it was just you know people blowing up that blood was the, everywhere. there's blood everywhere that was the, the problem with that well, so in so, in the process jody if i can so in the process on this one so you have episode two potentially you know that hey this one was fire great it's a six-part series so you're still still missing some pieces so this one oh, still yeah. has some some walking to do before it can get up and and run anywhere anytime soon yeah we are um we're kind of building the plane as uh, we're taking off. On <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to be careful what details yeah. I say. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. We don't want you to get in trouble or, you know, spoil. Yeah, but I will that. say that the timeline is incredibly fast. Yeah, um, awesome. almost terrifyingly fast. Okay. So that's, uh, we're very excited. The whole team is very excited and we're seeing the pieces come together um, and, mm -hmm. You know, if you follow uh, Kingdom Story Company and follow Noble, you'll be seeing some pretty exciting announcements coming out later this summer. So awesome. Well, yeah. this in, and you guys are giving me insights too um, to this. When you have something that that pops off the page like that, um, you can get more people behind it and you can start the process and say, hey, you know, now we need a team of writers on episode three, four, five, and six because episode one and two are just the story, like the foundation is there and we can run. And I'd say what it comes down to is really, is it a good story to begin with? Is, is it a yeah. good property? And um, hmm. yeah, it's, that's what, that's what it's more been on this is the story is so good and the time is right. This is, this is the kind of, 
Uh, it, I'd say it's God's timing for this story more than even us. You know, we, we've, this has been the weird, we feel like we kind of got strapped to the elephant and just have been saying yes this whole time. Praise God. It's a That's really awesome. cool story. And it's just, it's a testament to, to what God can do and how he can line things up. It's a testament, you know, to a lot of the, you know, effort Andrew and I have put into this company as well, kind of paying off now at this point and just years of production experience. So it's, it's kind of a cool seat to be in and maybe I'll write a book someday. <laughs> so, <laughs> hopefully it's a, a good book. might make a movie hey, about it. I know a few people with a company. <laughs> yeah. I'll see if I can talk to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, I see a pyramid scheme. We could option the rights to your book. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I got four. I got four books we could start with. So. <laughs> That's so good. I'll yeah. say, uh, you know, some of our other projects. Um, probably the other one that's likely to go. You know, we can't promise that it will go. We can't promise anything will go. I feel like until you've fully filmed something and it's actually released, <laughs> you know, you wow. can't promise anything. Um, but it would be our our project endurance, and I have. My background here, I have the old oh, right. point. It's an old poster. I can't point right. That, there you go. <laughs> the guy doing the Rocky pose. Yeah, um, there you go. That's awesome. We're super excited about that story. It's about Cedric King and his wife, Kaida. And just, you know, Cedric was a master sergeant uh, who lost both his legs in Afghanistan and went on to run the Boston Marathon less than two years later. And just... Wow. His inspiration, you know, he's run, I don't even know how many Ironmans. You you Zoom Cedric, like, on a Zoom call, and it's, like, a wall of, like, medals. And <laughs> medals and it's, like, wow. it's, like, it's unbelievable. And just his, uh, it's not even just, like, you know, you know, there's a lot of people that have lost limbs or different things and kind of gotten back up, but it's, he got back up to run for other people. And wow. And, and his whole goal in life is to inspire others. And and the Boston Marathon, that's that's no joke. You have yeah. to qualify. No. So he had to do uh, two marathons. You have yeah. to. Uh, well, be, there's a there's a um, a loophole for this. Um, I, I don't know how it worked with that. I forget how legally yeah, it works. For disabled. Because okay, for disabled, yeah. there's yeah. a yeah, there's a way to because my brother ran it and he had to qualify and run multiple to get in and. Mm -hmm. um but he actually saw the boston marathon bombing on tv and that's what inspired him to run it the next mm -hmm. year so it's kind of awesome. like not not on my turf like i need to i need to do something about this and yeah. um realized okay. it wasn't about him and yeah he still runs just crazy races and that's great now is that going to be a series or is that a movie this that'll is be a movie okay. yeah Okay. Talk about like, you know, manning up God's way. Cedric's story is pretty incredible. We need to yeah. send him a shirt. You gotta, you yeah. gotta have him on the show. Yeah. That guy will, yeah, he'll make you feel like you can do anything after you talk to him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Put I him in uh, contact. We'll I've got a shirt that says man up or shut up. He'll be perfect. He'll be <laughs> perfect. Love it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like public speaking at these things that he's doing like push-ups off of chairs, you know you know inverted push-ups yeah. or whatever all the time and like yeah we'll have to uh hook up with you guys and get him on the podcast that would be a great story especially as yeah. the movie gets going um we obviously will help you guys promote anything that you got going on so uh, we would love to do that well that's fantastic so 
And we've got other stories. We've got one that we can't tell you about. Um, it's this poster right here, um, but it's blurred out so you can't read the title. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Perks of having a nice lens. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> now for the rest of the podcast, everyone's going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> can't you do that like enhance, you know, like yeah. enhance, but it just randomly gets sharper. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, I, I do have a question about funding. So um, just to clarify, and I know the answer to this uh, because we've talked um, extensively about it, but you say you're looking for investors. So what does that look like? What are the thresholds that you're looking for? What's the minimum amount people can give? Yeah. And then um, it's investors. So you're not asking for donations. You're asking no. for people to invest and possibly- yeah and reap some rewards so our listeners who are listening say hey man these guys sound awesome they're doing great things i'd love to get involved what does that look like yeah can i like um transition into that a little bit because i was going to say something else about why we're doing what we're doing um adam and i firmly believe um that culture is upstream of politics and there are a lot of people, rightly so, who are involved in the political space and saying that, you know, if we want to shape what happens in our country, then be involved in the political space. And that's important. And that is true. But really, what happens politically is a reflection of what happened culturally five years ago. Yeah. And so if you really want to control the direction that the country is heading, you need to get involved in, in shaping culture. And so what we are doing in the film space, what several, you, you mentioned other um, Christian filmmakers, what, you know, Fergoza himself in the arts, you know, Christians in the arts are shaping culture. And this is how we change what's going on in the world. Right. Um, and so when we say, yeah, we're looking for investors, um, it's so much more than just investors. We're looking in people who, okay, not everyone is gifted artistically, not everyone um, has those God-given talents to, you know, everyone has God-given talents. Not everyone has artistic talents, but everyone, you know, can recognize, yeah, I want to shape culture and I want to get involved in, you know, changing the cultural narrative. And that's what we're looking for. It's like, hey, you know, if you want to get involved in telling noble stories, if you want to get involved in, you know, biblical um, truths going out to the mainstream secular audience, then we're offering you an opportunity to do that with our company. So, oh, um, yeah, we're looking for investors, the minimum investment amount. I'm, I'm not sure if I can actually say this on this video. We might have to, uh, you know what? I can share some, I can share my screen. Uh, <laughs> there's like these legal things I have to be careful about. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can show it, but you can't say it. I can show it. So how about this? Okay. Okay. So if we go, here's our WeFunder campaign. And if you look yeah, right you here, go. it says there's oh, a minimum. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also, you can go down here. You can look at our lead investor. You can see our terms. Um, we've got a bunch of stuff here. You can see our team. Oh, awesome. That is awesome. Our, if you shoot me this link, we'll share it. We'll in, share it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll so share here's our that. projects. You can see who we're working with. Um, here's Cedric. That's the new poster. Gary <laughs> Sinise. Um, and all sorts of other stuff that we're doing. I'm scrolling past this really quick. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's some really cool stuff on here. But we invite anyone who wants to get involved, you know, come join the team. Help us tell some noble stories. Okay. 
Awesome. That's awesome, man. And uh, make sure that, uh, was that WeFunder slash? It's WeFunder.com slash Noble Story Co. Okay. And I'll, Did you get I'll that? find it and I'll put it in. Yeah. yeah. Do yeah. that. We'll put that in our chat bar that uh, we've got going on right now. So that'll be good for people Can to I, do that. I, I will throw this out there. If you're an angel investor and you want to put a bunch of money in and you want something different, come talk to us. But it needs to be a big amount. <laughs> How big? I want that hat. What's going on? <laughs> hey, that, the hat's in the, I forget what it is, one of the levels. So we can't. Yeah, we're probably yeah, going to yeah. start selling. We're planning on selling hats and mugs and stuff at some point. But there you go. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna, That's I good. will say $1,000 gets your name in the credits. There you go. Okay. Oh, dang. Okay. There you All go. right. All right. So go read the Heartmender, get your mind blown, and then get your name in the credits. Okay. That's a great idea. There you go. So you've guys, um, you guys have those two movies going on. You said you've got six that you're like really trying to fund total. We do. Uh, yeah. And, um, and so you've got, you've got some amazing things happening and, uh, I, I'm, uh, man, I just want our audience to start praying for this. That yes, please, we need you know, it. Please, Andrew and God... I pray like every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I pray all... all day long. I don't know about you, Adam. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is great because uh, you know you get God to go before you, and uh, man, a lot of great things can happen because, just like you said, I mean, right now our culture is so screwed up because unfortunately, where they're getting anything right now is social media they're getting bites up yeah. like they're not even getting the full information whatever it is whether it's a conversation you know they're getting 140 texts out of a conversation or uh you know trying to put a meme on facebook or whatever that looks like i mean it's just it's just the, the people do not know how to have relationships anymore and um we need movies that you know <laughs> we're i think we were talking I think for goes and I were talking about this earlier, top your top gun. Um, I went and watched the old top gun, you know, last Friday, just to, cause I, I'm, I think this week I'm finally going to get to see the new top gun. Yes. <laughs> but in, even in that movie, and I also saw Forrest Gump, uh, over the weekend, which oh, wow. I, I wouldn't highly recommend it. It's, it's nastier than I remembered, but, um, it's a hard movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. But what I saw in those two movies, just, you know, just the, there was, there was patriotism. Um, there was, you know, even God in both of those movies, you know, there was, you know, just, uh, it was just more, familiar to me than some of the stuff that's out there today like there's the absence of you know our we have a great country people i mean even the young kids nowadays don't believe that we have a great country they don't believe we're founded on god like there's just this weird dichotomy that's going on and we need uh, media is not going anywhere movies are not going anywhere Radio is not going anywhere. Music's not going anywhere we need more people i love what you're saying andrew that we need more christians in those avenues to be able to yes. stand firm, stand bold, um, and lead with the light, with the salt that they've been given through the power of the Holy Spirit to take back some of this chaos that's going on in the world today. Absolutely. And, and it cannot be propaganda because yeah, people exactly. see propaganda that's and great. propaganda doesn't work. 
And right. I mean, if you want a proof that it doesn't work, look at Disney, what Disney is yeah. doing. Are any of us convinced that anything what they're saying is good, true, and beautiful? No, you know, propaganda right. doesn't work. Even those who don't know Christ, they're saying yeah. it's not they're even good. You know, that. like they know that it's not good. You know, yeah. so, yeah. you know, if you want to, as Christians, shape the culture through the arts, you have to do that tactfully. You have to respect the medium and what you're working. You can't right. misuse it. You know, movies are not sermons and mm -hmm. you can't That's approach great. a movie as a sermon um, and expect to get the same results. Wow. You know, you now, do respect you respect what you're yeah. working with? Right. Now, do you guys do documentaries at all? Um, you... We might have some announcements in that area coming up. Oh, soon. OK, OK. <laughs> all right. I, I, I was just asking because, you know, that kind of seems like the thing to do as well uh, recently as documentaries. Now, um, you know, you're talking about um have you seen the chosen that oh that yeah series? absolutely oh, yeah that's okay. a great show it's a great show the problem is is that they're getting land blasted too on you know a lot of the stupid stuff that's going on in the world like um oh i'm sure oh my gosh <laughs> it's just crazy, you know because they had it on a, a mormon um facility <laughs> you know like it's just it's like all of a sudden and um you know possibly one of the i don't know like I love what you said a while ago, Andrew, and I, I could imagine as you're interacting with the crew, you obviously know that not everybody knows Jesus. And you know what? It's, it goes past that. We actually want to work with non-Christians. If this is a mission field, that's awesome. why are we front-loading our crew with Christians? That is awesome. You know, yeah, yeah you want people on your crew yeah. that are there intentionally placed to share the love of Christ, but we are focused on getting people that are the best at what they do and then saying, Hey, come work on this movie with the, with this redeeming, you know, spiritual theme. That's just beautifully woven throughout and let us demonstrate the love of Christ to you. you know, we want awesome. this to be the best experience that you've ever had in the movie business. You know, a movie I, I respect is um, the case for Christ film. The, yeah. the lady who played, uh i'm totally blanking the the wife in that film right she was like an atheist like proclaimed atheist and she like comes to jesus in this movie <laughs> yeah exactly and, and i remember talking with brian bird and he was just like look like we we wanted uh you know when you go to the doctor right you know do you want a christian doctor or someone who can do a, a good doctor you know like knows how to do the surgery you know like yeah. I, I want a surgeon right christian you know? doctor <laughs> a christian doctor that graduated with c's yeah like, you, if you're <laughs> really good at what you do i want you you know and it, right and i'm sure the the you know knowing brian and just their team they 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 told them what they were making you know and it's in the right. scripts and they know what they're signing up for Mm -hmm. And they got really talented people because they had the financing for it and the vision for it. And so well, people, us, it's like people will respect us if, if we do really good work. Yeah. If, yeah. And if you're doing if you're doing good work, it, it doesn't matter if you're a believer or a non-believer. That's why believers work on projects that aren't necessarily Christian films. Uh, I don't oh, yeah. know. If, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure, you, you know, there's some, good stuff. Yeah, I just want right. to work on good projects. And I've worked on plenty of sets where I know I'm the only Christian or there's, there's this undertone or this hidden community of Christian workers within the film industry. And like, 
every once in a while you'll catch a corner with one of them and be like, Hey, you're, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Just keep it down. Keep it down. I, I love yeah. you. <laughs> I love your so guy. Yeah. That, um, every other industry, I don't care what industry it is, every other industry, it would be so weird to say like, Oh, are you a Christian home builder? Like yeah. you build Christian homes. <laughs> are point. you a Christian banker? You know, yeah, there are Christians within all of those things, but they are bankers who are Christians and they are home builders who are Christians. But yeah. when it comes to the arts, it's like, are you making, is your movie saved? It's right. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing with music. I yeah. get, I get right pulled aside all the time. Well, Hey man, your new song, uh, drunk. Mm. Are you still a Christian artist? <laughs> oh, no. Hold on. Like, did, you even listen like, did you hang out yeah. with me? Whoa. Yeah. What's yeah. going on? Uh, it's funny. The first film or the I'm first concerned set. about your soul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, we all are, but it has nothing to do with that. Song. <laughs> it to do with that song. Uh, the first set I was ever on um, when I was just doing PA work, first just started doing PA work. Uh, someone on the set, uh, I would never say her name. I'm not going to out her. Uh, someone had found out that I was a Christian and right-leaning i'm a libertarian but to anyone who's on the left that's way too far right uh and they pulled me aside privately and they're like hey i, I know you're new to movies i know you're doing a film like don't let anybody know because you might not work again <laughs> but, but it, something you said earlier uh was christians used to be artisans we used to be can not controlling the arts but outspoken in the arts and standing bold and standing firm um i'm and i'm so glad before i believed that now that i back back then i said man i don't care they can fire me never hire me again i'm gonna work my butt off i'll be the hardest worker uh i'm gonna make the best coffee i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get the best box of goldfish they've ever had so um yeah man it's it's really encouraging to hear you guys talk about the culture that you want to build well on and can I get like, okay, this has nothing to do with Noble Story Co. now. Um, just under underscoring the importance of Christians getting involved in the arts. I don't know how familiar you guys are with the metaverse, um, but oh, yeah. watching what's going on with the metaverse and internet 3.0, Christians have historically um, kind of shunned and disowned any mm. new technology um, to their detriment. Right. And I think we lost a lot of ground when it came to sitting at the table of cultural, you know, significance and cultural decision making because we stepped out of the picture when it came to movies and music. Right. And we're, we're confronted with this new technology that's coming out, which a lot of people see has, as having this incredibly evil potential. I mean, think about the problems we have with violent movies and violent video games. What happens when we have a generation of kids growing up who are actually shooting people in this virtual reality, are raping people in virtual right. reality? All they've of already got incredible. stories of that. Of yeah, they've already have stories of people yeah. raping, raping the avatars. Like that makes no yeah. sense. And yeah. you know, it's so easy for Christians to say, "Oh my gosh, it's so evil. We will have nothing to do with that." Christians need to actually run towards that and say we need to take this back right and we need to we need to infiltrate this and start using this for kingdom purposes we can't we can't lose ground we have to push forward and gain ground man i love your insight because at i'm a pastor and an evangelist like 
I, you know, I want to walk out, shoot people, drag them into the church and, you know, get them saved, you know, and they've got to hear the gospel. They got to hear Jesus. I've got to, you know, got to be able to present it like that. I am a fisherman. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't necessarily do that, but compared to what you're doing, uh, you're doing, you know, you're, you're what Paul said, uh, you know, when I'm with the Romans, I do what the Romans do. When I'm with the Jews, I'm with, the, you know, Jews do with the Greeks. I do what the Greeks do. And you're kind of, that's that's what you're doing in this genre of um media that you know you're you're it's kind of that you are fishing you know we're supposed to be fishers of men and that's you know you're usually casting out that that bait and then you're slowly bringing them you know into the boat so to speak and uh with what you guys are doing i love what you said while ago is that you know it's a mission field you know a lot of times in church, I get, I get so caught up in my little Christian bubble that I forget, you know, that there are people out there who've never been to church. Number one, number two, that have no clue who Jesus is and much less struggling with who God is. And that's our job. And not saying that I don't do that, but man, sometimes you just kind of get caught up in that. I love your idea behind your movies because it's not about necessarily the movie or even the audience but it's more about the people that are involved with that that you're changing lives of people that you're in direct contact with and um yeah, and yeah. that just that's soothing to me i love uh i love how that that feels just for you to be able to do that because you don't think of that like i i'm thinking you know how many people can you save through a movie yeah. you know like you know well, you and i like what I, I like what you were saying um with Hacksaw Ridge and I'm, I'm forgetting the other movie, you made some yeah. curriculum or book. Right, exactly, it. right. It's like, there's a place for those materials and, and that kind of directness or conversation around it, but that you wouldn't have been asked by them if that movie wasn't successful and big and, and had such a broad audience. It just, I think it like a beautiful day in the neighborhood, they kind of did the same thing. You know, there was, right. the, they went out to some Christian marketing companies and cause they recognized that, you know, Fred Rogers was a, 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 a pastor who I, I forget exactly, you know, he was ordained minister and then right. he did this children's show. So they tapped into that, that market and did other things alongside that to generate that conversation with people who, are Christians. And I, I'm totally not, you know, like that is wonderful. That is great. Right. But that that's a nice avenue for that, for that very specific audience. But if like, you don't want to come out and have the movie try to do that and alienate this massive potential audience that can, that needs to learn like for the Heartmender forgiveness, you know, it, it's literally enemies forgiving each other, which I think our culture kind of needs that right now. Yeah, um, yeah <laughs> I, I always say unforgiveness is like drinking acid and hoping the other person dies. <laughs> yeah. That's so, like I, I like I think there's ways to still have that kind of right on the nose conversation, if you will, and, and there's a place for that. I think mm -hmm. we can get creative about it. Yeah, uh, that's you good. know one of the big research companies. I think it was it was either Barna or Pew did a research study um, a couple years ago, and they found that. 74% of audiences for movies that are labeled faith-based are evangelical Christians who attend church at least once a week. Oh, wow. Wow. 
So not only are you That's not reaching number. like the right. nominally Christian, you're only reaching the Christians that go to church at least once a week. Wow. Yeah. And That's um, a niche. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a niche. And from a marketing perspective, you can understand why there's so many very overt Christian movies because you can monetize that, it's right? Easier right. Yeah, exactly. To that niche. Um, yeah. Now, when it comes to any deeper purpose behind it, like are you actually taking the gospel where unbelievers go? Like, are you taking right. the gospel to unbelievers? The numbers are not backing that claim up. Um, and what we want to do is we want to say, okay, if we want to reach unbelievers, we can't do it the same way that's been done before. And I want to be really careful and not say anything bad about any of the movies that have been made, because mm -hmm. I know a lot of these guys, I love their hearts. Like the Kendrick brothers are amazing guys. Mm -hmm. And they have been incredibly influential for us. Yeah, I worked on their last project. They're phenomenal yeah. people. <laughs> Love um, them. The father movie, the father, the... Uh, not oh, that one. They good. did the Courageous Legacy reboot. Oh, yeah. yeah exactly. camera on that. Okay. So. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, ahead, Andrew, sorry, I didn't mean to stop you there. Yeah, no, no worries. I, I ADD brain, I forgot where I was going with that. But well, um, you were saying you you love the Kendrick brothers, but oh yeah, no, not there wasn't a but there. I put that but there. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, from from what a noble story cause perspective, if the numbers are saying that seventy five percent of the audience is saved or going to church at least once a week. Um, we need to change what we're doing to go after the people that need to start thinking about spiritual themes. Mm -hmm. And it requires a different approach. And that's right. our approach. That may not be, you know, other filmmakers mm -hmm. approach, but that's our approach. And that's what we feel God has called us to do and to minister to um, the people that we're rubbing shoulders with. That's awesome. One of, uh, one of the awesome. ideas that I really like is, and this is something that I've tried to, to be very conscious of when I do my own projects is I never want to hit anybody who's not in church. I don't want to hit them over the head with the Bible, yeah. um, with my art, with my, you know, the way that I talk to them. Uh, if someone goes to church and they're in that, you know, I go to church once a week, then I'm okay hitting them over the head with the Bible and say, Hey, stop it. You're not supposed to be doing that or don't do this or, Hey, you need to live right or, or anything like that. But if they don't go to church, man, I really don't want to hit him over the head yeah. with the Bible with one of my songs or the, the way that I speak to him. And I yeah. feel like that's the same approach in this avenue of this medium of this movie. Hey, I, I just want to touch a little part of their soul. I yeah. want to, I want to, I want to stir something and leave a little room for the Holy spirit to come and do the work. Cause it's mm -hmm. my true belief that we don't, we don't save people. I am, yeah. I am not yeah. capable. I get yeah. to help. I'm, yeah. I'm lucky enough to get to help, but I am incapable of bringing anybody to heaven. Uh, we're going to be lucky if I get myself there. So yeah. <laughs> you don't, yes, you know, Lewis calls it the, ache, the ache of eternity, I think is what he calls it. And it's that concept. If you, you know, everyone has this something wired into them that says there has to be more than life on this earth. There's right. this yearning for eternity. That might be what he actually calls it. Um, and, you know, as long as you like tickle that little yep. seed that God has planted yep. in all of mankind's hearts, you're planting seeds of spiritual truth and this desire to seek out the truth. Praise God, dude. And I am, uh, I am blessed uh, to have you guys on tonight, man. I, it, this just really made my night. 
Uh, I was trying to figure out what the crap are we going to talk about, but you know, these guys, what are we going to talk? I was like, no, listen, after you're like, you know, I don't really like how movies are made. It's boring. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't, this is why we were trying to be like, do you want to, are you sure you want to talk about money? Can we talk about? What's yeah. Let's talk about the real stuff. The stuff that matters. <laughs> no, I, it, it all matters to me. Like it, it gives me a better um, appreciation for what you're doing because um number one that you're doing at kingdom minded number two that you're really focused on the people that you're rubbing uh elbows with and then uh that you're putting out good quality godly content that will help um man just minister to a world that is in a dark place right now you know over the last few years we've just been a in a bad place um i don't think we've seen the true effects of the shutdowns and the pandemics and all the stuff that's going on I think mentally and emotionally in the next six, eight months, you're going to see some major um, stuff happening. Uh, I, you can already start seeing some stuff happening. People are just short fused. Uh, nobody, you know, there's not a lot of love out there and we need more movies and media that, um, that shows the love of Christ. And that shows that uh, we can be loving and mankind can be loving and that we can be understanding and, uh, we need more than I appreciate you guys for doing that. So what, what, um, so like what's, what's in the future and, um, just whatever you would like to say, or they have the audience know, just, um, give us, give us, uh, what's going on in the future and, um, something to share with the audience. Yeah. Well, um, probably, you know, we're always looking for new stories. So we're a kind of, are, we have what's called a slate to use a film industry term. Okay. We have a slate of movies. We have six projects on our slate. Um, since we're a production company, we have kind of an evergreen slate. So we're always looking for what's next. So Jody, maybe we need to talk about your <laughs> life story. <laughs> um, but we're always looking for content. We're always looking for, you know, what we call noble stories, stories about the good, true and beautiful. Right. Um, cool. And that can take many different forms, um, whether it's series, whether it's, you know, movies based on books, based on real events, based on somebody's life story. Um, so that's what's in our future. We want to, we don't really have any aspirations of being the next Steven Spielberg um, or anything like that. We want to be faithful in doing what God has called us to do and to, you know, continue to do that as long as he opens the doors for us to do so and Great right God. now we sense god moving in this so we're going to stay here until he moves otherwise well praise god that is awesome mm -hmm. that is awesome adam you want to add anything to that adam's like yeah. i want to be spielberg speak for just do a couple nice dolly moves like he does i'll be very yeah. happy <laughs> that guy knows how to direct it's mind-blowing yeah. um just, I, I think just for the future, I'm just, I'm getting really excited. We're just, we're, you know, a two-year-old company and there's a lot in the hopper now that we've built up over these past couple of years. And we're about to see a lot of fruit from that. And projects are, are starting to get ready to go out the door. And I'm just, I don't know, everybody, everybody went through COVID. It affected, affected everybody differently. Mm -hmm. It was a rough past couple of years we literally launched noble in march of 2020 
Holy cow. Raising money. Oh, we had no man. idea what we were doing. You know, no idea that that was going to happen. Well, it was common. Yeah. Nobody did. Yeah. And so, um, and nobody did, but movie theaters were closed down. I was a, you know, freelance cinematographer, not filming for three months and didn't know where a paycheck was coming from, but just God's been faithful. And man, I, looking at it now, I'm, I'm so thankful that God slowed it down for two years for us because we've, we built out our projects. We got, we have way better scripts than we would have rushed something out the door. Oh, that's great. Um, we have stronger relationships with people. You know, we're, we're wrapped by zero gravity now, which is huge. That wouldn't have happened if we had pushed things earlier. Just the, the connections and relationships and the, the business model has been worked and fleshed out. It, it's really cool. I'm just really excited for this next year. That is awesome. Well, I hope uh, we stay in contact. Um, we want, like, I'm serious. We will promote any movie that you got coming out, any TV show, any streaming, whatever, uh, yeah. on all of our social media. We'll uh, we'll take care of you uh, when you guys get ready. Fantastic! Great! Awesome. awesome! Thank you! All right! All right! Yeah, well, thanks brother. for having us. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, this has been fun. awesome. Thank you guys so much, and we look forward to your future projects. Um, again, we will. Uh, We'll promote them. We'll let everybody know. We'll watch them. And um, I can't wait to see to see some of these. Looking forward to it. So, Heck yeah. All right, boys. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. And uh, we will let you guys get going. Adam, I know it's uh, late for you. You can get home. Or I should say, just walk into the next room, go to bed, maybe. Yeah, right up, uh, right up uh, above me. Hopefully, I'm, my wife's not staying awake. <laughs> right. not too long. Well, good. And uh, Andrew, you're still on uh, California time. Yeah, so it's you... still early. I still got to go eat dinner. Still early. Well, we'll let you out and go eat some dinner. It's uh, 9.30, 9.40 here. And uh, again, it was awesome. Uh, Noble Story Co. Uh, make sure you go check out their website. If you feel like God is leading you to give to their page, uh, we have set that up on our chat log. Uh, we'll also have it in the uh, final edit on the podcast. And tomorrow you'll be able to download the podcast on any of your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, you can listen to it on the Man Up God's Way Man Up Monday podcast. My name is Jody Burkeen. I'm your host, and we will see you guys next Monday. God bless. You've been listening to the Man Up God's Way podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and our website at manupgodsway.org.